Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to our first bonus podcast of 2014. Woo! Mm-hmm. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here at Northview, and I have two podcast friends with me who will introduce themselves. Uh, Crystal Taves, pastor of women here at Northview. Am I only your podcast friend? Yes. <laughs> you are a Facebook friend, too. Oh, oh you're that's a Facebook true. friend. That's true. Yeah. But that's the only two categories and office you friend. fit into. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Sweet office friend. Uh, I'm Brandy Bradshaw. And what do you do? Oh, Director of High School Ministries. We might have some new listeners who don't know you. That's true. Director of High School Ministries. That's right. Don't look at my picture on the website because it's horrible. (laughs) Oh, now they're all going to go there. That are a little bit. That's true. I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Okay, well, starting us off, did you know that the Northview Women's Weekend is coming up in a few weeks, January 31st to Sunday, February 2nd? So Crystal has some information for us. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's our third annual retreat. Uh, we've been hosting them at Stillwood Camp for the last couple of years, and we have had just the perfect sunny weekends the last mm. couple of years. We're hoping that continues because it has enabled us to hike and walk and talk and have lots of fun. And the um, food is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. That will be regardless of the weather. It mm-hmm. will be great food. So, uh, yeah, we'd encourage you to come. We have an uh, online sign-up, uh, northview.org forward slash women. Uh, you can sign up there. It's $140 if you sign up before January 18th, and we raise the price by a whole $10 Uh if you sign up later. So that's a bit of incentive there, especially if you are bringing friends and family members with you. You can save more in bulk. So what age can come? Uh, We basically say age 13 and up, and we really encourage teenagers to come. I know Brandy talks to a lot of the girls about coming up with their moms, and it's been fun. So fun to have that age represented there. Last year, I think we had at least 20 kids Mm -hmm. under 20. Uh, my daughter was there, and she's looking forward to coming again this year. Yeah, and I'm Ava's always, coming. Yeah, I'm always a little surprised, but she is. Yeah. The first year she said, oh, Mom, is it just going to be me and a bunch <laughs> of old ladies? But <laughs> she came and did Zumba aside some 60-year-old ladies and stuff, and she thought this was awesome. Yeah. So I know for me, I grew up in a smaller church and had a lot of older women mentors, and that doesn't happen so much at Northview because it is such a big place. So this is a great place to get your girls connected with older women in the church and just to see them talking about faith and praying with them and worshiping with them and doing silly things. And And if you don't have a daughter, you can bring your care group friends, your pastorate friends, your life group friends, neighbors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, bring your mom. We have one girl, one woman, who is bringing her mom and sister from Alberta. Oh. They're joining. They're coming for the weekend. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So you can do like a, hey, who came the furthest? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You should have a prize for her. Wow. This is like an inter-provincial retreat. It is. I mean, weekend. weekend. So what happens if you don't have enough money to come? Uh, We have... sponsorship that's available through the care department and also through uh, some of our different events that we run like our Beth Moore simulcast that we had in September we um, kept our costs low so that we would have a surplus of money coming in so that money is designated towards the women's weekend for people that can't afford it and other people can also sponsor people if they want so if you go on the website to sign up there's a place to donate for a friend um, partial or full donation and all we ask is if you're asking for financial aid that you contribute a little bit just so that something of it is coming out of your pocket so if if that's only twenty dollars that's fine Uh, we like to maybe say half but whatever you can contribute it's great to feel like you're part of it too so Mm -hmm. and what's going to happen on this weekend well (laughs) (laughs) i know that you're speaking the first night um i'm speaking sunday okay 
Uh, the first night's going to be more a combination of different people reading through scripture stories about women in the Bible okay. who feared the Lord, because that is our topic. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So we're going to have some more scripture reading Friday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, Brandy is going to speak. Yes, Go, yes. Brandy! Give us any, any uh, tidbits. I'm, I'm speaking on why we fear the Lord, why the Lord is worthy, really, to be feared. Like, why do I fear this Sunday school Jesus who hugs lambs? And <laughs> why do I fear God? Well, there's a lot of reasons, because he is great and mighty. Mm-hmm. So yes. <clears throat> it will be a throwdown. and saturday afternoon will be more free time Uh, we'll have a couple activities planned but lots of downtime if you want that saturday night we're having a panel of different women speaking into kind of cultural issues that um we want to talk about how we can fear the lord appropriately how we can kind of put our line our life in line with with his word in those issues so there's gonna be thalia and gloria fema and kendra gerbrandt and Lori Husband at that panel, so that'll be great. And then it'll be just a fun night the rest of the night, and those are always where we have lots of laughing, and that's where a lot of the memories are built on that fun night. So we're trying to make it a little less, uh, sometimes it's been a little scary for people, but we're trying to give them the options of participation or spectatorship. Whatever. Yeah, Brandy doesn't like that idea. But I like that idea. I totally don't like skits, so this is going to be great. Yeah, so this time you have an option of... The level of vulnerability and nice. much a fool of yourself. You let's make. just say what happens at the women's weekend stays at the women's weekend. <laughs> so let's go back to this phrase: "A woman to be feared." Uh, no, a woman to be feared. A woman to be feared. No, sorry. About fearing the Lord, you don't mean be afraid, like scared. What do you mean? Um, well, you have to come to the weekend yeah, to, to come figure to the it out. Oh, yeah, nice try. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not giving it up here. It's going to cost you 140 boats. <laughs> yeah. Get the answer to that one. Okay. So <laughs> now you know. Yeah. It's a really fun time, I do have to yes. say, as the person who has been anti large gatherings of women. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it is a really good time and, and the time you have in your cabin group and meeting new people and it's honestly even just a time for I, I like to see women just get crazy. Yeah. And not, you know have to seem all put together and just be a little bit goofy. And and for the teenagers, I love the fact that, like, it's a huge thing to communicate what the church actually is, that the church is not youth group. The church is not, you know, volunteering in, in Sunday school. These are all parts of being a part of the church. But um, the Women's Weekend gives an opportunity for the girls to realize that, yeah, their youth group is not just what their church is. But yeah. So it makes a great example of that transition once they've graduated and right I you know I'm I'm a woman in the church and so that has responsibilities and I have a role and I have a purpose and so and other people that'll come alongside me as I need and yeah yeah and that the things that I think about my mom is thinking about Hmm. like we actually are more alike than more alike than you think yeah yeah Yeah. And I've just had the greatest conversations around the table, like just mm-hmm. that lunchtime or supper time, mm-hmm. snack time with people that I just had no idea what their stories were and just hearing what's gone on in their lives. And it's just fascinating yeah. to hear. Yeah. So I want to invite the people who I would say, hey, you're coming to the women's weekend. And they'd be like, oh, never. <laughs> you. I'm coming after you because <laughs> you need to come. There's no potpourri. No. No potpourri. No. Okay. Let's keep moving on. Okay, so the topic today for the bulk of the time is the wealth of scripture. I love that phrase. 
we often don't think of scripture as being a wealth. Hmm. Reading the Bible in a year. So why are we talking about this topic? Crystal, outline the problem for us. Um, it's something that we kind of know, I guess, instinctively as we lead, um, that a lot of the people in the church um, just don't even know the Bible. And you think people in society don't, but it's a lot of people just within the church walls that just don't have any idea of re- what the Bible actually says and how they should put their lives in line with it. And so there was a study that came out that really kind of kick-started it this year for us in the sense that um, Steve Wheats, our executive pastor, came across a study that was done by Lifeway, and it's on our Facebook, the Northview Reads Facebook page. There's a link to the study there. But basically showing as a result of the study that only 3% of Christians actually study their Bible. Only an 11% would say they read it daily. Uh, and there's, you know, lesser and lesser percent or other percentages that say maybe monthly, maybe weekly, never. There's a yeah. large portion that say never. And so Steve read the study and he talked to Ezra and, and it kind of snowballed into this idea of having a discipleship program through the church where we all read through the Bible together. Yeah. Just to encourage that that is not okay <laughs> within Northview. We want people to be in the word of God. And so that's why we're talking about it today. So what are the different <clears throat> ways we can read through the Bible in a year, according to the Northview website? Well, on, if you go onto the website, uh, it's northview.org, and then you hit the grow uh, thing on the top toolbar, I guess. And then there's a, a page that says read through the Bible, and it has kind of a page of the Bible outlined there. And it, right now it defaults to the plan that Northview is promoting, which is um, one Old Testament passage, one prophetic passage, one New Testament passage, or sorry, one gospel passage, and one New Testament passage every day. So four chapters a day. But if you go atop, across the top toolbar of that little kind of mini set where the scripture is, there's a calendar and it says plans on that um on that little icon and if you click on that there's a bunch of different plans you could take so if you don't like this plan you can read through the bible at your own pace at whatever using a different kind of plan so some people uh, that i talk to prefer a chronological plan which brings them through the bible in terms of a timeline so from um yeah so job is part way through genesis and the psalms are mixed in with when david would have actually been experiencing different things and you know Mm -hmm. the prophetic books are mixed in with when the kings and and chronicles Mm -hmm. So um, that's a different option, and there's a bunch of different options on that toolbar. So whatever you want to do, whatever works for you. Mm. Yeah. So what happens if someone starts this plan and they fall off the wagon, so to speak? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll address that. Get back on the wagon. <laughs> so you were saying before <laughs> that it's almost like we should say that Northview is like AA, and we should all say yes. you know, what you were saying before. Yeah, that like, let's burst the Christian bubble of pretending that we're all extremely holy and good pious, and get everything right. Yeah, 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 we're completely pious and and we all read our Bibles and our kids dress in their Sunday best coming to church and they just burst the bubble and just, yeah, put up your hand and say, hi, my name is Brandy. I'm a Christian, but I don't read my Bible. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just out ourselves, Yeah, you know, have coffee with a friend and sit down and say, there's been something I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> I don't read my Bible. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't yeah. that be great? No, like seriously. Wouldn't seriously, that be, great? that would be great. Wouldn't that be great if like the that that our love for Jesus actually allowed us to not judge each other uh, in a way of, you know, oh, you don't read your Bible? Well, I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> um, instead, to be encouraging of one another, have accountability and, yeah. And say, let's read the Bible. Let's, let's get to know this God that yeah. we claim to love and serve. Yeah, let's do this mm-hmm. some way. 
My so. uh, my daughter was struggling a couple years ago. She wanted to start jogging and wanted to get into an exercise program. And she'd come back and just be so discouraged and so tired and all these things. And I said, well, whatever you did is better than just staying on the couch. Yes. Right? And I think yeah. that's what we need to have this attitude. Like, yeah, it might not feel great yet. It might be a little awkward. I might be struggling with it. But whatever you do is better than nothing. So yep. if you read one verse, if yep. you read one chapter, if you read. Yeah. Yeah. So if you fall off the wagon and you Try. miss a week, jump back on. Start Don't where really. we are. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Right? Not, like, on yeah, the other don't side. Feel like you need to catch up necessarily or, no. yeah. Yeah, totally. Re- remember, <laughs> remember that you're not four years old. Like, <laughs> you can you can do it. You can yeah. get back up. And four on the other side, falls if you, down after, if you and love just to cry. read, <laughs> if you love to read, read faster. Read more. Sure. Get the story. You don't have to read it in a year. You can read it in three months or six months or whatever. Yeah, yeah Ezra has a 90-day plan that he goes through repeatedly throughout the year with whoever wants to join him. And I know last year a couple of the interns joined him. In the 90 days, they are reading through that Bible. So that's about an hour a day. Yeah. This plan is about 10 minutes a day. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. And my encouragement on that is um, at youth, we do something called Bible reading time. Where, <laughs> well, that sounds yeah. really fancy. <laughs> yep. BRT, Bible reading time. We basically just decided a few years ago, I think we've been doing it now for like four years, <clears throat> just I just decided like if we're gonna value scripture then and I have two hours of these kids' time we're gonna we're gonna take ten minutes and you're gonna read your Bible <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen and so the room is like and quiet? Like, everybody everybody is so shocked always at this and and I love it I love that they are because again I root for teenagers when society and even our church you know puts them in that very typical box of teenagerness um, yeah and this room of a hundred teenagers is just quiet reading their Bibles for 10 minutes I have just seen it quiet. I can testify can it testify. is shocking, shocking as an adult to sit there and realize this whole room is reading their Bible of young people yes of teenagers who you know sometimes don't have the attention span larger than of, of an ant you know they just don't yeah, but, but, they but do. the, the surprising thing that every kid, and the thing is, is that often when I would pick up the mic to, to stop Bible reading time, I would have kids look up and shake their head and be like, no, we're no, not ready. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not done. I'm not done my chapter. I'm not done my, and I would just be like, that's the best ever. And then I would <laughs> yeah. cry like a mother at the front of the room. <laughs> but like, no, one of the biggest things was kids realized like, oh, sometimes my goal of reading one chapter in my day was like, I could never accomplish that. And yet here's just 10 minutes and I read like four chapters. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement is if you're on the North You Reads Facebook page, which by the way, there's only 349 people who have liked it so far. Ah. And, and there's more than that that people it. that go to North You. Yes. So get on there and like it, North You Reads Facebook page. Um, you might be daunted. Oh, four chapters. I can barely get through one because admittedly so, I don't read the Bible. <laughs> 10 minutes, 100 teenagers are reading yeah. four chapters. So suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that you, when you're you doing do this 10 minutes, are you saying that we need to kind of read and meditate and pray? And Or like, what are you saying? What's your... No. Like, what? what no. when you say read through the yes. Bible, what... What categories are we talking about? Yeah, in we terms were of yeah we were talking about this earlier that like there's different st- sort of stages of of reading something, and so especially with scripture, reading the Bible is like you're getting the gist of the story. You're reading it. You're not studying it. You're not meditating on it. It's just you're just reading to get what's going on here. Who's how, what's happening? Who's the main characters in the story? What's God at work? How is God at work? How does God work? Yeah. And so you're just reading it. You're not. But at the same time, when you're reading. Th- through that, the Holy Spirit's 
obviously still active and still working mm-hmm. in interpreting the scripture to your life, impacting, transforming you into the likeness of Christ. So yeah, we had said earlier, like read through it. Don't You don't need to study it. We're not saying study, just read through it. But if the Holy Spirit convicts you and stops you on a verse or on yeah. something that just is profound to you, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and if, Stop and meditate on that. And if you're sure. not a reader, get it on audio. Yep. Or choose an easier translation. Like the New Living Translation is great for reading. Perfect. I would maybe not suggest the New King James. That's a little harder to read. Yes. I mean, it's, yep. But New Living Translation is great. Mm-hmm. And even ESV is great for study, but it's a little bit more clumsy A little for harder, harder so to it, read. If yep. it's a hard right. thing for you, then, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the New Living Translation actually um, was the translation that got me passionate about reading my me Bible. Me too, mm. me too. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I picked it up for my kids when they were like seven, eight, or nine. I gave it to Carter, and then I started reading it myself, and I'm like, I- I'm taking this one. I will get you a different one. Because <laughs> yeah. I had started underlining and highlighting. I was just captured yes. by it. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I would be, that would be my story too. Yeah. It was, And mine was actually in Bible college. Yes, because you can go to Bible college without actually having read through Absolutely. the entire Bible. Yes, that was me. Again, shocking. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm talking to you, any CBC students who are out there. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. You haven't read through the Bible. Well, CMU. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah, CMU. Yeah. 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 I went to a Christian school growing up. Right. We didn't have to read through the Bible. No. I read it most books of the Bible, and right. we studied them, but I didn't read through the Bible. Yeah. I, I picked up the New Living Translation in Bible College, and literally my my story is I met Paul. Hmm. Like, I yeah. read through hmm. the Pauline letters and was like, I was laughing, yes. and I was like, I love this guy. Me too. Like, I literally was just like, yes, Paul. Which then in turn made me want to read scripture yes, more and more. Yes, to see why then, he was so passionate yes, about this stuff and yes, why he was yeah, willing the, to just the put language, his life on the line. It's a very readable translation very readable. Of, mm-hmm. of scripture. Um, and then it does get you excited. And then so when I started Bible memory, though, I wanted NIV or I wanted yes, you yeah. know, ESV, something like that, because the NLT is a readable version, but for Bible memory or for study, not not so much. But And we would encourage you, obviously, to go past the reading phase to actual study, because yes. the more you learn about it, the better, like the more you dig into the actual context and scripture. Yeah. But the, once but, you have read the entire yeah. Bible. Yes. Don't study if you haven't read the entire Bible, because if you study without knowing the whole story, yeah. it will turn to heresy. <laughs> yeah. Unless you join a group. Join Most a group likely. at the same time. Come yeah. to women's ministry. Come to youth. Come to something and yeah. study with a group at the yeah. same time as you're reading it through. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah. let's let's just be honest and say... Yeah, let's start with Let's reading. start with, I don't read the Bible. Yeah. Okay, so let's I'd move like on to. to personal stories. What's been your personal experience? We talked about it a little bit, about mm-hmm. your love for the New Living Translation, as is for me. Crystal, what's been your personal experience with the Bible? Um, I have always, I think when I was about a 13, 14 years old, God really reached down to me, I think, and just gave me a love for spending time in His Word and prayer. And I don't know why that happened when I was that young, but that's just the way it did. Um, so I think I've always had a love for his word and f- and for the conviction that comes from it and the transformation that comes from it. But I think about five or six years ago, I really realized um, I was kind of going off on a tangent of a lot of things that kind of been spiraling out of control in my own life, uh, just in terms of circumstances and other things. And I was 
putting a lot of Bible reading and stuff aside because I was feeling like I wanted to control my own life um, by other actions and, you know, by lists. And I just felt like everything was so out of control, I needed to have a structure in my life. And so I wasn't spending the time Bible reading and stuff that I needed to. And I was just really convicted at that point that there was no way I could control all the facets of my life that were just going out of control. I just had no ability to do it. And the only thing I had ability to do was ground myself again in God's word and and say, God, you are in control. I am not in control. And so I forced myself. I had like a timer. And every time I felt myself feeling panicky, I would put my timer on for 15 minutes and say, I'm spending time in God's word. Hmm. And as (laughs) I did... God settled me down and said, okay, you know, I'm in control, you're not, and was speaking to me, and then maybe an hour again, I'd have yeah. to do that again. But it was, a re- it was a time where I was reminded that uh, just how important it was, and that I needed it every day. He's, and, your, he's your foundation. Yeah, and that I wasn't able to, yeah. Your strength. Yeah, and that there was nothing I could do about certain things, but I could spend this time with him and reacquaint myself with him and who... Mm he was and yeah so, so do you have a time of day or a routine that you put in place for yourself you know i've had a really nice little routine until this christmas because we got a puppy this christmas and he's absolutely driving us crazy because we can't just sit by the fireplace with our cups of coffee and read anything <laughs> but anyways my routine had been to wake up early before the kids were awake and have a coffee sit by my fireplace and you know at least 15 20 minutes um and then throughout the day as time allowed. But it really was a nice thing that I look forward to every morning. Okay. <laughs> so, puppy. Puppy so, is wrecking it. But, yeah. That has Brandy, I know routine. your experience is a little different. Tell us about how you read the Bible or why it's important to you. Yeah. I would... I, I, I have to be careful not to live up to the, you know, Instagram, Facebook uh, culture of almost exactly what you're describing of like have my mug of coffee and my fireplace going (laughs) and that's how and where I read my bible and it's like beautiful wonderful like ooh, take a picture of me in this like ambiance of reading scripture and this beam of light is imparting that happens to crystal you know that that's what it's like (laughs) I was like that sounds like a picturesque moment yeah mine is never routine has never worked for me uh well because it again it like makes me if, if I say, oh, every morning, it just is not going to happen. Like, as I get older, I, I, you just learn who you are and, and what works for you, what doesn't. Yeah. And so for me, it's just, I got to read my Bible today. And so some days I'm up and that works in the morning. And trust me, it's not Instagram worthy. <laughs> it is like maybe my Bible is open on top of like your cereal, my makeup bag in my, <laughs> in my bathroom as I'm putting my hair up. It's, uh, it's, uh, on my, on my bed as I'm about to fall asleep at night. Or like I said, even here at work, I have like maybe a 10 minute, 15 minute, you know, blip in between things in between projects or meetings. And so I'm reading and it might not be actually reading. I'm you know, just online or I'm looking at a, or I'm, or I have an audio clip or yeah. all those kind of things. So I'm doing the, um, North U reads through audio, doing the online ESV oh, okay. hmm. audio. Um, I've never done the audio before. I've, yeah. So I'm just trying to see even just how that might be a different to actually hear it yes. versus, you know, the way yeah. you receive the media can be different. And so, yeah, it's actually quite interesting to have it read to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's definitely gives me a, hmm. a good story. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit more story-ish. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. But mine's just do it in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. And sometimes that doesn't work every day. Hi, my name is Brandy. And <laughs> I don't always read my Bible every day. <laughs> Confession. Okay. 
That's true. <laughs> it starts here, people. <laughs> so what would we say practically for people? What are some resources we can suggest? What are some tips and advice we can give our listeners? <laughs> oh, that is a big blank space. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah. Uh, we've given some. Yeah, you know, we've audio, given some. New Living Translation is a great one. Um, read it at your own pace or read it quickly or slowly. My kids are yeah. doing Genesis to Revelation, and uh, we're giving them rewards for each book yeah. that they accomplish. You were giving so, I was going to yeah. say, you have one. You have the incentive program. Yes, the incentive <laughs> program at our house. And Mark and I are doing the chronological uh, reading through the Bible because I've never done chronological reading. That's kind of great for people who have low attention spans because you're all over the Bible. It's great. Which I, think, I know some people who totally like, I, that's good that you say that because I totally know people who are like, oh, I just can't, sometimes I just get stuck in the book and I, I don't have the, the attention span or the yeah. patience to, so the chronological would probably be really good for those people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah great. You, you bounce around and, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my daughter was talking to me the other day because her goal is to read through the Old Testament this year. I said, that's yeah. good. But uh, I, she said, but I'm kind of getting tired in Leviticus. <laughs> and I said, like, you know, look for the stories. I think if you know the whole story, God revealed himself in a story. And if you know the story, all these other bits and pieces fit in yeah. afterwards um, because they make sense then within the context of the story. So yes. if you need to just zoom through Leviticus, and I said, like, zoom through the half part, of the first half of Numbers, but then after that, Numbers is really good. Like, there's stories about Moses and grounds, mm-hmm. earth, yeah. swallowing people up, and mm-hmm. like crazy stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. The spies. And I said, so just keep looking for the part that looks like narrative, that looks like a story. And so even if that means skipping some of the prophets and stuff, like going from the Old Testament story, which basically ends in Nehemiah, Mm -hmm. and then start up in the Gospels. You basically read through that. You get the story of what God was doing in the world, what he is doing, but what he started doing um, through Scripture. So story is a great place to know what what he's doing. Something I've found helpful is I'm super visual, and so um, when I've gone and looked online, and you can find like a visual timeline of the story of Scripture. Yeah. And so, in it, you know, points out all these different stories and how they happened and the giant, you know, story. And so, when I have that image in my head of yeah. what this all is leading to and how this story all goes, and then I dive into the Word, I'm like, oh, this is where this is connecting. And this is where, oh, yeah, this is the timeline that's moving. Now we're, the Israelites are moving towards this and this king and the kingdom and then Jesus. And then it's good to kind of get that visual picture so that you know there is a whole story going on as you're reading. And so you don't, yeah, feel kind of like, what am I slogging towards here? And I think it stops you from using the Bible as a therapy piece too, right? Like you don't say, well, this is just for me. Well, no, it's not. It's a story of God working in the world. And the way he interacts with people is the same way he's going to interact with us. So that's applicable to us. But it's not about us. It's not a book that just says, this is how I deal with my postpartum depression or this is how I deal with my adolescent teenager or Right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's the story of God and that is translatable. Yeah. 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 Yes. And yeah. don't, here's a practical, don't neglect the role of the Holy Spirit in no. reading the Bible and opening the Bible. The Holy Spirit interprets the truth of Scripture so that it transforms our lives. That is not our work. That's a work of God that happens. So mm-hmm. before you open your Scripture, pray. Yeah. Yeah. Pray. Even if it's like, you know, a little shout out. Like, okay, Lord, <laughs> here I am. Holy Spirit, <laughs> fill me. Show me your word. Reveal yourself to me. Go. Amen. So one thing I think we forgot to mention, too, is that um, some people will say that if they read the Bible, then, you know, God will love them more. Mm. What would we say to that? 
where I'm a holier Christian. I'm a better Christian because I'm reading the Bible through in a year. I would say, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. It's like all these structures that we put up that we kind of want to just check the box so that we're good before God, but we don't actually want our lives to be transformed yeah. by him, right? So, yeah. And God already loves us so much. Yeah. We don't have to read the Bible to prove that. No. So why do we read the Bible? To know but, him. Yeah. What are the reasons? Why would we read the Bible? To be made more like him. <laughs> well, it talks about like Jesus, you know, in his high, they call it the high priestly prayer, like in John 17, where he's praying for the world and for his disciples and for all that will follow his disciples. And mm. he just, one of his verses, that, one of the words that he says in the prayer is he says, Lord, would you sanctify them through the truth? Your word is truth. Yeah. And he's talking about that process of mm-hmm. you are going to make these people holy through the truth and the truth is found in your word. Yeah. And so understanding yeah. that, like it's, this is what changes our minds. And when it talks in Romans too about don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That yeah. is how it happens yep. because our minds were constantly infiltrated by culture, by media, by other people, by friends, by what other people say. And that can be a whole pack of lies. Yeah. And we don't know that until we're in scripture, right? And until we say, oh, okay, this and God, through scripture, God reveals that truth to us. It reveals both God's holiness and our sinful nature at the same time. But in a way that's not like, we feel burdened by it in a way we're like, like, wow, we can rejoice in the fact that we (laughs) don't have to be burdened by our sin, that God has taken the penalty for it and And puts it in its right place. One thing for me was realizing that like the God of creation, you know, we just had this amazing message by Jeff about creation and like thinking about God as creator. And and that's just so, there's an epic. That's, that's an epic. I mean, everything about God is epic, but, but this is, this is the God who chooses to reveal himself to us like this. He has given us his word. This is his chosen vehicle. Yeah. Method to sanctify us, refine us in community, in his church, with his word. This is his chosen way. Yeah. So if you think there's some better way <laughs> to know God, you're wrong. <laughs> so what are we saying to people who will say, but it's so dry, it's so boring, I don't feel anything when I read the Bible? I'd say, first of all, just pray that God would fill you with a hunger for his word, mm-hmm. that he would reveal it and convict you as you're reading it and pray like that when God says or there's multiple places within the scripture where it says if you pray according to God's will God will answer and this is definitely according to his will that we are in love with him and so if we pray for our hearts and our affections to be stirred as Mm -hmm. we're reading um, I think that's a great place to start yeah Yeah. I yeah I would also oh I totally lost my train of thought God God (laughs) it went away well we're gonna pray for our listeners, let's each take just a few seconds and pray for our listeners for their Bible reading and for their love for God. And then we're going to move on to In My Opinion. So I'll start. Brandy, you can go, go around the table. Lord, for the listeners that are listening to our bonus podcast, I pray for them. And I pray, Lord, that you will develop in them a hunger for your word and that they will start with maybe obedience, but you will mm-hmm. fill them with joy mm-hmm. and just... Um, an incredible delight in your word. Mm. Wherever they start, whether it's Genesis or whether they start in the New Testament, Lord, it doesn't matter. I pray that people will be in your word this year. Mm. Lord, we just thank you um, that you have given us this word, that you've preserved it over centuries. And when I think back to just discoveries even in the last generation of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Lord, of um, 
of this amazing discovery that words that were penned thousands of years ago were preserved and that they can completely match the words that we have on the page now. It just shows your amazing care and attention. Uh, and Lord, we just need to honor the amazing way that you've preserved this message. Mm-hmm. I just thank you, Lord, for um, the cohesion of it and the fact that each piece fits together and that you spoke to prophets over thousands of years and they all made sense and they all said the same thing. It's just mind-boggling, Lord, the more I read it, to understand your way, uh, the way that you orchestrated it and pulled it all together. And so, Father, I just pray that as we read it, we will see that. Yeah, Father God, I pray for uh, my brothers and sisters, Lord, that uh, as they go to pick up your word, um, Lord, that you would uh, not have any spirit of condemnation upon Mm -hmm. them, um, Lord, that they would feel... Um, guilty or any of those uh, lies of the the world that would um, fall on them, Lord, uh, in reading reading your word that's going to transform their lives. Um, so, Father, I ask you instead that you would protect them as they read your word. That you would, um, yeah, that you would make us a church that is um, just committed to. Um, being in your word and being transformed by your word and uh, that we would be honest with one another and holding each other accountable to um, being people that follow your way and knowing that way through the revelation of um, your word and your son Jesus in your word. I ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In my opinion. Okay, so in my opinion, today we're going to talk about busyness and the fact that uh, we as women, maybe people in general, but we as women tend to use this busyness as a badge of honor. Hmm. It'd be good to hear from some of you guys out there. Is this something that guys say too? But yeah. we come across women that always say, I am oh. so busy. So. I am so busy. Yeah. <laughs> so what does it mean when we say that? What, what we were talking about earlier is that, yeah, people use it as a way of saying, you know, lots of people need me and lots of people want me and I'm very valuable and so I'm so busy. If you want a way to shock people, all you have to do is go through a lineup, like at Save On Foods or something like that, (laughs) and shock the cashier by saying, she'll say, oh, thanks for waiting. I'm so sorry it was so slow. And I'm like, no, I have time. I have a coffee. I have no kids with me. It's not a problem. (laughs) And she's so shocked. What? You have time? People don't say that. They don't say, I have time. If you meet someone in the store and they say, oh, I I shouldn't chat. We're so busy. I'm like, I have time. Do you have a few minutes? (gasps) They don't know what to do. It's great fun. (laughs) Patience doesn't seem to be an honored, <laughs> an honored virtue. No, or time amongst, for people. Right? Yeah. Time to talk. Time yeah. to chat, even for two or three minutes. Yeah. Often people are rushing to the next thing. Yes. I don't. I mean, I'm busy, but when I say I'm busy, it's because I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bemoaning. It's not, and it's definitely and not a badge of honor. Yeah. I was no. gonna say for me, it's more like. Uh... <laughs> so maybe it's more in the mom world. Is yeah, this I what think we so. as moms yeah. use too? I just know yeah. a couple of years ago, I I kind of made this decision in my mind to try not to say it. I still sometimes slip and say it, but because I want to kind of model the idea that we have choices over our time. Because I get annoyed when people have this idea that they're ruled by their kids or they're ruled by mm-hmm. other things and they have no control over their life. And I want to kind of demonstrate by not using that phrase yeah. <laughs> that, you know, we do have priorities and we do have choices to say, yeah. um, we're, we're making decisions about where we're spending our time. And so, yeah, yeah. I try not to say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you catch it's, Crystal yeah, saying, I know. now I'm going to say it. Instead, say no to things. Yeah. And say, I have time. And say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. 
and say no to things. Mine in the teenage world is to say no to things with for your kids. That's my big one. Is on behalf seeing, of your kids. Yeah, on behalf of your kids. You know what? Like your kids not going to be. They don't need to be in every sport and in every dance class and in every. You know, just. Just, yeah. It's okay. It's just yeah, it's okay. Choose one, and everything else. It's okay that your kids are home, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not doing anything in reading or bored. Mm-hmm. Good. I don't have any bored teenagers. Hardly, no. hardly any They're bored teenagers. They're like crazy out of their minds. I'm like, it's yeah. good to be bored. You should have no. You should have time doing nothing. This is good. It's good to have nothing time. So that's your challenge, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us on this first podcast of 2014. Woo-hoo. Have a great week. Bonus See podcast. Next See you next time. An unexpected, what is it? Good thing. An unexpected good thing.